the distant future. CERN learned that the legend of Wormwood was true and that humans cannot live safely on planet Earth. An international team of space explorers is loaded on a first-ever AI, artificial intelligence, operated starship under the Artificial Limitless Intelligence System. The starship and its multi-century voyage to a distant moon and transporting the people on board in its 20th year, a hibernation pod opens prematurely and the one person that awakes, Lieutenant Commander Braxton Northfield, saves the ship. But the bigger question was who woke him? That would be the Artificial Limitless Intelligence System, or Alice, as she calls herself. Get your copy of David K. Montoya's emotionally charged chapbook, Alice, a science fiction love story, at www.mythmart.com or wherever books are sold. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of the year. Well, it's not really a year-end episode. It's the best of episode of 2023. Um, that's what we'll be talking about today on the show. Um, and joining me to talk about these things, we'll get a little bit more into detail on that in a few minutes. Uh, but joining me, as usual, my fellow co-host of My Public Life as an American Nerd, Mr. Christian Nicorda. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I thought you were going to introduce Eli first. Uh, that was surprising. Uh, you know, yeah. yo, what's up? He's kind of like he's a he's he's a co-host. Yeah, but he's 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 not on. He's not old school co-host. Old school co-host. Well, I have to go with you first, um, and then of course Elijah. Yeah, what's up, man. Well, I, I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk, so doing good. That's yeah. good. That's good. You've been doing good at school. You've been doing all these things. Spring, winter break is here, and that's what you've been doing with your time. I visited the Edge Runners Memorial at the cemetery there. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Kevin, uh, how are you doing? What's that? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, hold up one second. Yeah, I'm doing oh. good. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, it's just it's me and him right now. Right, right. No, I totally get it. Um, doing pretty good, man. Doing good, doing good. Today was a long day at work, but you know what? I survived. I'm here now. Um, and we're recording this podcast a lot earlier than we normally do. So like we're recording it at like four o'clock, <laughs> normally do like seven or eight o'clock. I'm just trying to get into that zone again. Um, but today was a good day. Um, I was thinking about, so I was thinking about some things today, really, really random things, really, really random things. Today felt like an REM type day. Right, REM's amazing. REM's great. Do you have a favorite REM song? Um, I so I think I was more of a Pixies person than I was an REM. I know, like they're both considered like college '90s rock. Um, I I do love like the classics, like the Everybody Hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, that I always think of when I'm stuck in traffic. Um, and then obviously like the losing my religion stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I I think I might have been too young. Uh, mm. for rem like just out of age um and then i went back with the pixies yeah. when i was a little bit older 
So I was the same way. I'm a big, I love the Pixies too. Like the Pixies, like one of my favorites. Uh, mm. But REM, I grew up with like my aunt was really, like me and my aunt are almost the same age, but she's like a few years older than me. So she's like four years older than me. Oh, that's cool. Um, So like we had that kind of bond over sometimes. Like she's the one, she introduced me like Pretty Girls Make Graves. And like she took us to our first punk show when I was a kid. Um, I was saying so, but like REM was like a big part of her discography some she listened to all the time so i kind of like grew into rem a little bit um have you heard the song night swimming Oof, i wouldn't if i maybe if i hear it but um yeah. yeah such a beautiful song i realized today it's my favorite rem song um it's just such a great like it's just all piano just michael stipe doing his thing and it's absolutely gorgeous um you don't really know who rem is no you do uh, you you know like it's the end of the world as you know it like, it's the okay. end of the world yeah, as you know we that know song. It. and i'm sure you know a couple of their other songs um but that was just a tangent that's just the kind of mood i was in today and uh i was thinking I, about bands. no i feel that though i yeah. Uh, yeah yep right and i was thinking about bands that i discovered this year right like so just out of curiosity that you could think of off the top of your head were there any bands this year maybe older bands that like you just kind of came into and you're like holy crap like this does it doesn't have to be super old either it could be from a couple years ago or even 10 years ago um who was that for you um there's a few uh a few bands i think that like all of these people have kind of been around it's just new to me um so this has been fun i think like you know they're tim and paula everybody who doesn't love tim and paula how do you not love tim and paula like it's just like every one of their songs is a banger uh but um this year specifically uh japanese breakfast uh been a huge fan of like there's just listening to a lot of japanese breakfast um joji i've listened to joji for a long time but like i think specifically he makes the perfect kind of sad music that i just needed um Mm -hmm. this year um obviously like little sims is another person uh maggie rogers huge um i've always kind of been a a fan of like yeba's vocals but i really kind of dove a little bit deeper into yeba's discography uh and then teddy swims uh just like through tiktok teddy swims that soul man like i heard he did that i okay so this is something a lot of people don't know about me i am like die hard kelly clarkson stan like <laughs> i obsess like oh. i love 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 kelly clarkson i would take a bullet for her she's top three vocalist all time i don't care my uh, life will suck without you is one of my favorite songs of all time not even gonna lie yeah i mean the the thing is she can cover any and no not her fault but she can cover anybody's song and make yeah. it a bajillion times better no offense uh but she did paramore better than paramore that's all i'm saying um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 that those are those are some of my uh favorite new artists, yeah, new to me artists that I've been listening to this year. Have you, I know you've been listening to quite a few things. Um, uh, as for like band, are we talking like specifically like multiple group bands or just like music artists, artists? just artists you've been listening to? Oh, I've been listening to a J pop star named Otto. Otto, yeah, cool. And then Kanaboon, uh, a rock band, uh, the Oral Cigarettes a little bit. Nice. And then in Hyphen as well. Cool. Yeah, my my year's been really weird with music, man. It's been super weird. So I I kind of started off the year really, really discovering uh, Leon Bridges. I don't know if you know oh, Leon Bridges. God. But my God, dude. Take like, me to the river, man. Oh, my God. I was listening God. to it. I was like, dude, when... Like for so I, I literally thought it was like like some artist from like 
mm-hmm. you know, 40s and 50s, right? He's got that soulful sound. Beautiful, beautiful, if gorgeous. there's a song that can immediately bring me to tears, like just oh. out of context, I just turn on the radio and that song comes on, I will, boom. That guy, oh, power. Amazing. And then I kind of dug, for some reason this year, I really dug into like a lot of the older like older bands that I grew up with, but really, really kind of dug into their their discography, specifically like 80s. So like Tears for Fears was a big one that I like just started going down the rabbit hole, everything. Phil Collins, like I knew Phil Collins. I know who he is, but I was like listening to his albums. Like I had friends recommending, you have to listen to Face Value. You have to listen to this. You have to listen to that. My God, like just incredible. Like I knew he was amazing, but just a whole new level, like a whole new like level of respect for the guy um and then like recently like bands that i've recently got into that are somewhat fairly like newer uh so i've been listening to a lot of ghosts i don't know if you know who ghost Mm -hmm. is or if you've heard of ghost they're the swedish heavy metal band that's just super crazy super weird like you go to hot topic you'll see their stuff everywhere it's that kind of band but my god his vocals are just incredible so much fun. He has like a new, he has a different era of his, like each of the albums come out in a different era. So like one, he kind of dresses like a Pope and has a skeleton face. And another one, he's like, just like some crazy demented monster. I don't know. It's like horror adjacent heavy metal. It's amazing. As of a couple of weeks ago, I discovered this band called Ice Nine Kills, which I was not aware of. One of my buddies, he messaged me randomly and he's like, dude, he's like, I know you like horror. I know you like like heavy like metal a little bit louder music sometimes. You got to check out this band and my god, I'm obsessed. It's kind of like the dude's kind of got like a used vibe, right? Like he kind of sounds like Bert from the Used. But like all of their music is like horror influence. So like they have this one one song called It's Hip to Be Scared which is all about American psycho. Like it's all like, just like, it's not a tribute to It's more of a tribute to American psycho. It's not like recounting the movie or anything, but it has American psycho references and like their new album, the welcome to Horrorwood." Uh, I think it's a, uh, yeah, it's welcome to Horrorwood." starts out as like this found footage or this found re- record that was buried away in some dude's basement. And he supposedly like killed his wife and like his significant other is this really bizarre story, but I can't get enough of it. It's, it's super, it's like, it's hardcore, it's metal, but man, the lyrics are good. And it's all of you horror fans out there. It's incredible. Can I just say, I, I do love when, when recording artists, implement like cinema like that in yeah, you know dude. cinema and storytelling um into their music like that like that's so cool um dana introduced me to this band called you're Lord looking Fre- at the wrong scene the, there are a lot of artists that are like in different genres that you oh, probably yeah. haven't heard of that do stuff like that oh no right yeah i'm not talking about like soundtrack stuff i'm like talking you know what i mean like yeah no i know what you within mean. their album um there's this band lord huron um that Dana introduced me to that um, are like have a very Pacific Northwest sound, like very folky Pacific Northwest um, kind of like if you hear it, you see pine trees like like you guys would know more than anything. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But like one of the things that they really do that I love so much is like they have a very David Lynch vibe to their stuff. So there's a lot of references to like David Lynch stuff and like the sound that they have um, is like inspired by them they talk a lot about like how 
Um, some of their albums are inspired by it, which is really cool. Um, even like Nine Inch Nails, they're actually close with oh. Lynch. Lynch did directed videos for them. You know, they did songs for yeah. them. So it's just kind of cool to see like the tie in between like, you know, um, Lord filmmaking. Hera. Lord Huron, H U R O N. Added. Yeah, it's it's really pretty. It's beautiful. I think um, the night we met, that song haunts me. Like I love that song. They have a a remix of that with uh, Phoebe Waller Bridger too. It's oh, so beautiful. Phoebe. So Phoebe, gorgeous. Like um, Phoebe stole my heart last year. I still have a place in in my soul for like aggressive, heavy. You know what I mean? Like there's, I think Same. at any age, you know what I mean. You, you there's that necessity for that like just fucking angsty. Oh yeah. Like, um, but as I've gotten older, like uh, definitely the overall vibe of like my musical taste has like chilled out a lot. Um, so I also it's just the, the context of when I'm listening to music and who I'm with. Like I have to. So. Was, the other day I, I, I was like, you know what? Uh, screw it. I'm having a day. I'm going to listen to some Blood Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I put that on <laughs> my head. Part Whoa. of my head was like. It's like, hey, you got to turn that down a little bit. What are you screaming about, dude? Like, I don't, I, I, I still love it. But like part of me, like I listened to one song and I was like, all right, I got it out. I'm good. That's it's, you know what it's been for me lately? It's been White Pony. I've been coming back to oh, it like, over and over again. Cause there's just like, like Knife Party. I could just teenagers. There's just like, I can kind of every little thing that I'm looking for emotionally, I can find in that ooh. album, which I love so much. Oh, um, but yeah, like, like tool is always a good queens of the, queens of the stone age is kind of one of my favorite just like driving if i'm yeah. on a long drive like uh his voice is really easy to sing along oh, to. yeah are you guys a big are you guys big belters do you guys sing along when i do when i'm by myself mostly i, I don't care who's around i just yeah this kid does yeah uh, hell yeah man good sometimes we'll get into it as, as a family but a lot of the times it's <laughs> Disney songs or something. Oh, that's fun. That's so much but fun. Like, listen, listen. I did my year, my year in review last year from the Apple Music thing and kind of like the Spotify rap thing. Um, but like, there's a lot of fucking Disney on there. <laughs> I was like, right next to like Blink One Eighty Two. It's like Blink One Eighty Two, Alkaline Trio, um, you know, Princess and the Frog soundtrack. <laughs> And then like That's Super great. Mario soundtrack. It's crazy. It's crazy. Let's look at mine it's from fun. last year. Um, from last year? I don't think you had anything last year. I I, right. I got it in 21. Oh, you did. You did. Well, do you want to look at it real quick? or? Uh, Boy With You, 347 Aiden, yeah. Three Cat. Uh, I don't know who any of those I people have, Yeah, no clue. Um, sounds, sounds super cool, though. It does. Anyways, guys, thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you all for checking out the show. We're going to be talking about our top five favorite movies of the year. Um, and then we're going to talk about just a few other things that just kind of excited us this year, uh, whether it's TV shows, uh, video games, uh, whatever it is. So for the movies section of it, it's going to be movies that were released this year. The mixed media is stuff that we just kind of came up upon this year, kind of like we were just talking about the music, um, but stuff it could have released this year or if it released a few years ago, whatever it may be, just things that we discovered in 2023. Um, so let's start out with our movies. Um, so we're going to go from five to one. We're going to okay. start. All of us are going to say our fives then all of us will say our fours. Then we'll count down from there. All right. So, Elijah, I'm going to let you start. OK, so. Um, just tell us your movie. And if 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 your movie is 
is lower down on anyone else's list. We'll say that, and then we'll save really talking about it till we get down to that person. Okay. Um, So number five, what is your number five movie of the year? The Creator. Okay. I don't have The Creator on my list. Um, We did watch that. We watched that in theaters. It was Um, really good. What did you like about it? Uh, How it kind of, like, kind of reminded me of, like, Blade Runner and Cyberpunk 2077, like, the whole cyberpunk aesthetic, the vibe of it, how, mm-hmm. like, when it, when they were in the city, it was, like, they entered when it was nighttime and it was raining, sort of, like, how Blade Runner starts. Yeah. it It's just very beautiful. Okay, yeah, and John David Washington did a good job. I actually really he did like that movie. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's always nice to get a really smart entertaining sci-fi movie right like you get often get you know sci-fi movies that are nothing but like you know just kind of there's not a lot of substance to it it's just like ooh, that looks cool that looks cool uh, but it's kind of like the idea of like elevated horror right like elevated sci-fi like you can tell a really captivating smart story sci-fi does it really well though sci-fi normally is a genre that actually has a really captivating story to go along with the spectacle of it which i really really appreciate um, but yeah, have you watched The Creator yet, Christian? I really wanted to. That was one that I missed out on. Mm. Um, but that's awesome, Eli, that that's on your list. That's really hopeful. I want yeah, to it's it. good. It's on Hulu now. Uh, for anybody oh, it is? Oh, it. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, nice. Highly recommend checking it out. It's got some really, really real emotional hits to it that I was not expecting. Um, it's somewhat predictable, I thought. Like there was some stuff that I kind of figured out before it happened. But... Um, you know, I would ask, but that give away spoilers. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to give away spoilers. But yeah, I mean, no, otherwise, no. otherwise, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it really well. I thought it was really well made. Um, really, really fun sci-fi movie. Uh, Christian, what's your number five? Um, my well, I do want to give an honorable mention really quickly it. before we do. D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, yes. Um, what a fun movie! What a fun movie that nobody saw, uh, and movie? we barely got to talk about because. Only we saw it. So, um, man, yeah, really go check it out. It's like, it's just, it's a good time, man. Chris Pine in the lead. It's so funny. Um, Michelle Rodriguez. uh, And also homie from the Bridgerton. uh, Hilarious. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Um, Crazy. And then um, Justice Smith also has a new trailer for another movie coming out. Oh, yeah. um, Love that guy, dude. He's up and coming. He is. Um, for a while so yeah that's that's my um my my honorable mention but my my actual uh number five uh is the uh um i'm gonna say it again uh one my only marvel installment um for Mm -hmm. the year um and then this is also the culmination or the end of a trilogy apparently um and maybe one of the better trilogies if not the best trilogies of the mcu guardians of the galaxy number three um, that is my fifth place. I loved it. Uh, again, talk about emotional hits. Um, you know, I think a lot of the the MCU movies that the better ones that have been coming out have a strong emotional hit. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. think about like Spider Man No Way Home. We think about like you know Black Panther Wakanda Forever and like this. You know what I mean? And yeah. like I think that's kind of uh, like obviously maybe not so obvious. Like the kind of one of the bat- last good directions to go. You know what I mean? Because we've gone big. So now it has to get personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like to to keep our interest, because otherwise, look at the rest of the MCU. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, Guardians yeah. 3. Um, it's it's a hard watch, but it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, Kevin, you mentioned it. I also have not returned to it. I haven't come back to watch it again. 
And yeah. I don't know that. It's like I'm, it's a, a lot of prep time before that happens. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not, we're not ready in this house. Like there's some stuff I want to go back and revisit, right? Like the hallway scene is just incredible. And yeah, you could fast forward through it and get to that point. Um, one of my favorite parts is still the, the first F bomb in the MCU, right? Like yeah. you gotta have that. Um, Especially yeah. with who's coming. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I uh, I I really liked I really loved Guardians of Galaxy three. But like you said, it I to me personally, I know we've talked about this before. It's not on my list, but I I think the Mar the Marvels was a funner movie. I thought it was a more entertaining time, just because it didn't tackle that that hardcore subject matter. Right. Um, I would honestly put the Marvels probably one step ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, that's only because I just felt very uncomfortable watching Guardians 3. And I know that shouldn't like dictate how I, you know, whether a movie's good or bad. Um, but it just had, but I, I did think it was a beautiful ending. Um, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was really, really well done. And they, they, it's so funny after all these movies, like they, they nailed, they, they have all their characters down to a T to the point to where like they're in, like you, you can't, ever recast any of them right like you can't ever recast any of them um and they're just fantastic performers um and you know it's just such a beautiful heartfelt tribute to these characters and i thought it was really really well done so uh, i look forward to seeing it again at some point in the very far future um but we'll see how that goes um i do have a couple of honorable mentions as well real quick um speaking of mcu trilogies um i have to talk about how Iron Man 3 is the best Iron Man movie ever made. Okay. That's not an honorable mention. I just, uh, um, but uh, yeah, so um, no, but not really. We were just watching that the other night. I was just thinking about how great it was. Um, so uh, I do want to talk about this year kind of in horror. Um, so Saw X came out, obviously. Uh, Saw kind X of is made possibly one of the best Saw movies. It, I think it is probably the, best one right after the first one to be 100 honest with you i agree um, yeah i think it's great um the creator's up there as well uh but it was an interesting year for horror we had five nights at freddy's we thanksgiving. had thanksgiving we had um exorcist believer unfortunately um we had the nun 2 which we didn't see um and we had the gateway horror haunted mansion, which they released way too early. And I still don't understand that, um, that release model, but Hey, you know, it is what it is. We also had scream six. So good year for horror all around, but none of these, none of these compared to my number five pick for my top five. It is a horror movie. I realize I have to represent horror. And since, and just as a little, um, little aside real quick, uh Barbenheimer is one movie for us we're going to count it as one movie uh when we get to that we'll get to that but it opened up another spot on my list um so my number five is actually I had to go with I had to represent the horror side of me uh I had to go with Evil Dead Rise I think Evil Dead Rise is one of the tightest most gory um just most uncomfortable but in the opposite way of guardians 3 <laughs> evil dead movie mm. to date I just um, one of the things that happened yeah i think it's uh it it does everything evil dead has to do it's uh it's <laughs> it's 
like I said, this thing's super bloody, super gory. Uh, the performances are fantastic. Like the kids in this movie, legitimately kids, and you actually feel like they're in danger. And that's a great thing about this movie that I really, really liked about it was that anything could happen, right? They didn't hold back. They didn't, you know, most movies of this, like they save the kids, right? Like No plot kids, armor. Right? No plot armor. They're able to kill everybody and anything. And they do pretty much just that. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a bloodbath. It's so much fun. And I feel like it's a great addition to the Evil Dead uh, franchise, the Evil Dead lore. Uh, and I think it's really, really good. It's really, really well done. Not only my favorite horror of the movie, horror movie of the year, but also in my top five movies of the year. In I general. love, but also so, hate things like that where there's no plot armor. Yeah, no plot armor, man. Like no one is safe. And that's what I love about it. Um, so yes, uh, so that's my number five. So Eli, what's your number four? Let me double check again. Uh, yeah, bottoms. Okay, so that's actually my number four as well. Uh, Christian, you don't have it on your list, right? I love the movie, not on okay. my list, but agreed. Good. I'm glad that it's on somebody's list. Yeah, so we'll just go ahead and talk about what it real quick because you. you and I both have it as number four, which I didn't know that you had it at your number four. You didn't know I had it at my number four. Um, but Bottoms, why did you like Bottoms? It was really funny. Yeah. I really liked the fight, like why they were doing the <laughs> yeah. club aspect of it. It's super bad, but a female version is super bad. Um, I just thought it was super clever, super funny. Um, the whole cast is incredible. The direction is great. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Ao Adaribi, um, Rachel Sonnet are just incredible in the movie. Um, I can't remember her name, but the girl who plays Hazel, um, easily the standout for me. Uh, she was fantastic. Uh, yeah, Bottoms. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, I don't think it's not streaming yet, but if you can find it in theaters, it's definitely definitely worth the watch. This Did was really not streaming. That's insane. Not streaming it. Yeah, it's not streaming it. Uh, this was neck and neck with Joyride. Uh, yeah. I did love Joyride. I thought yeah. Joyride was hilarious. I haven't seen Joyride. Yeah. yeah, Joyride is just like, it's like nonstop laughter. I absolutely loved it. Uh, but Bottoms to me had a, had a more interesting story. Um, I thought it was just, uh, you know, the thing about movies like Bottoms is it's it's a high school movie, right? And we can all relate to that aspect of it. And I think that's what's so universal about high school movies is that anyone can relate to them because we've all had that experience. So um, yeah, Bottoms is my number four as well. Uh, so Christian, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is um, a little movie um, that you guys are actually pretty close to speaking over in Portland. I, uh, it was Air. Um, I loved Air. Um, yeah. It's probably one of the only movies that I've seen this year that I've actually rewatched. Um, and like, not really by, in, like intentionally, but I just, I was like, oh, cool, I'll watch this. And then ended yeah. up sitting down for the whole goddamn thing. Um, it's just chock full of like great performances. It feels great. Um, it's it's not like this huge movie. You know, it's a real quiet thing um, of a, a pretty major event in, you mm. know, American yeah, pop culture, culture history. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, really, really cool. A lot of fun. Like, so yeah, that's that's my number four. Yeah, it was great. It, it was fantastic. We did watch that. You didn't. You didn't no, get a chance to watch no. it, but I watched you it. And mom, I thought it was you amazing. and mom watched it as yeah. like a date night. No, it wasn't a date night. We I just had. I don't remember. No, to watch it. no, it was on Amazon Prime. 
I don't remember. It's I think on Prime you, now. It was on Prime when we watched it. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't, you were out somewhere doing something. But, anyways, yeah, uh, Eric, that's a really, really fantastic movie. Um, I absolutely loved it. Some great performances, too, in that movie. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Matt Damon, Ben Matt Affleck, uh, Jason Bateman, like yeah. everyone just, just a uh, Viola Davis, like, man, like incredible. Um, okay, Eli, what's your number three? Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's your number three. Yes. That's interesting because it is further down on our list, so we won't really get into it okay. too much right now. But when we do, you can... I'm curious of... to see what you thought was better. Yeah, yeah um, I'm very curious about that too. That actually yeah. worries me a little bit. Not really, not really. Um, so Christian, what's your Wait, number... Wait, Kevin, we didn't get your number four. Mine was oh, Bottoms. We were oh, both... yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we okay, were both cool, bottoms, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So we're on number three. Um, my number three... Uh, is another little movie uh, called Sisu. Um, that movie was just way that. too much fun. We that was... have, uh, it's not the killing. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Um, it's the best trailer of maybe... Oh, the I would say incredible. maybe one of the... I'll put that on the pantheon of one of the greatest trailers. In my opinion, the still still to this day, the best trailer I've ever seen was Hard Candy. Um, that is a fucked oh. up trailer for a fucked up movie. Yeah, hard Candy. Guys have never heard of Hard Candy is my introduction to Patrick Wilson. Um, yeah, absolutely what? hard to watch. Really yeah. hard to watch. And um, um Page, uh Elliot Page. Uh, yeah, Elliot Page. Yeah. Um I've I've known about Elliot Page from before that. Um they yeah, were she yeah, they were Trailer Park Boys. If you want to go way, way old school, um, if you guys are a fan of Trailer Park Boys, I didn't just... know they were in Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, um, really? yeah, real young, real young trailer park boys. I didn't know that. Um yeah so um but yeah sisu fantastic um it's just the most bombastic i mean if it had anything to to like uh, to say like i that has any um i don't know kind of connection to um any of the other movies you know i i i I, that's kind of what i thought of bottoms it was just like when Mm -hmm. like in the the writing at the writing table it's just like Every time they were like, what should we do next? I think it was always like, what's the most fucking outrageous thing we can think love of? It. I'm like, oh, yes, let's write that down. Um, so I loved Sisu. Uh, and again, highly recommended. I had a smile on my face the entire time. Nice. I think I have a feeling I know what you're, what's going to be uh, above Spider-Verse. But I'm not going to say it yet. So if you say it, I will. Um, you uh, might know one of them, so, uh, but you don't know the other. Number three, right? Uh, number three. My number three is Barbenheimer. Like Barbenheimer, um, oh, you, well, yeah, Barbara Barbenheimer coming up, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so we'll talk mm-hmm. about Barbenheimer in a few minutes when we get there. Um, all I'm going to say right now, it's it's still one of those cultural events that's not going to happen again. Like it's like these are once in a lifetime kind of cultural events um, that. Um, the audience kind of gravitates to and they make it their own and they turn it into something bigger than it is, which I think is incredible. And it's amazing when people do that. Um, We'll talk about the movies themselves once we get to it. Um, But yeah, that's all I want to say for now. Um, So Eli, we're at number two. I'm very curious what your number two is going to be because I, I, I think, okay. What's your number two? Godzilla minus one. Okay. Okay. No, fair enough. Um, so that's further down on my list. So we'll talk about that also when we get there. Okay. Um, wait, what was your number three? Oh, uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Okay. We keep on skipping over you. 
It you don't seems, skip over me. I think I know what your number one is, by the way. I think I know what your number one is. No, um, no. Christian, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is Barbenheimer. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk about it now. Because, yes, uh, there's there's a couple of reasons why. Um, and if this was people's number one, I uh, obviously understand. But I think, like, the cultural importance of, like, what Barbenheimer is on different levels right like the the importance of like what barbie represents and like what this kind of opened up um on this level you know what i mean like that that you can't just avoid it anymore you know what i mean you can't just like well i don't know anymore that's that's the lady stuff like you can't like no. ignore this kind of stuff anymore thank god um so and now like you know also you just will look like a complete lepton um no, you know what i mean so Good. Uh, the other big thing that I, I love so much about Barbenheimer is is like how real naturally real this whole event felt, because like we get these things that are just really contrived, like created by the corporations uh, to, to kind of sell tickets or to make money. But this was like a real the other thing, too. This is like very now like this is not. Yeah. Barbenheimer couldn't have happened in. 2006 barbenheimer couldn't have happened into in 1997 it was now it had to be now like social media is such a huge part of like how this came about why this was so natural and like something that the people made for themselves it was this event that we to be perfectly honest fucking needed the last three years i don't know where if where you guys have been but have fucking sucked so uh barbenheimer was a nice little vacation for i've been in my room thank you very much i've been living under a rock <laughs> well i'm glad you've had a great three years the rest of the world hasn't so yeah um, barbenheimer was fantastic no it was fantastic and talk about two movies that came along at the right time um whether you know uh neither and you talk about barbenheimer but you also talk about the movies and the subject matter that they both tackle they wouldn't have been able to to happen 10 years ago right like we wouldn't be having a three-hour biopic about the creator of the atomic bomb uh we wouldn't be having this fiercely feminist um amazing hilarious um movie um empowering women you know 10 years ago right like that wouldn't probably wouldn't have happened unfortunately like that's the sad truth of it um but both of the movies were also cultural touchstones that i think were kind of um you know a lot of people needed right now and i think you know oppenheimer you know the world's an ugly place i talk about the ugly place we, we talk about you know there's war you turn on the news and you know what's going on like you got israel and gaza you got all the, everything's happening all the time um and to have a movie about um, the man who kind of is responsible for a lot of the weapons we use now uh, against each other, but to kind of give them a human, you put the human element in there and show how it affected him as a person and how, you know, he wasn't just this warmonger, like horrible person. Like he was doing his job. He wanted to move science forward. Um, but that's also the curse of it, right? Like moving science forward also means, you know, creating deadlier weapons or, you know, it's kind of like, I'm not saying this is anything close, but what's happening with AI right now, what people are afraid of is going to happen with AI. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's a very valid, like, yeah. comparison. Absolutely. And it's like, and I, I think that's kind of for the revolution that's going on right now. Oppenheimer was such a, you know, a, a, you know, a good antithesis to what's happening. Where did I drop? 
I don't know. I but dropped it was something. Right up there. I know it was right on the indie thing. I'll figure that out. Um, Barbie, Barbie's on the other token. Like talk, talk about like two amazing movies too. Like Barbie just nailed it. Super funny. Um, you know, Margot Robbie, America Ferrera. Uh, uh, what's the girl's name? Do you remember? No. She was also like Little Gamora and also Little uh, Ahsoka. Little yeah, Ahsoka. Uh, Ariana uh, Greenblatt. Yeah, right. Greenblatt. Yeah. Um, she was amazing. Like, it, it, and again, a movie full of these incredible, amazing, talented women. And then you have someone like Ryan Gosling who just like freaking nails it. Like, I, I, I just absolutely love everyone's performance in that movie. The direction's great. Everything's fantastic like they're two perfect movies like they're the barbie and oppenheimer two perfect films um that deal with subject matter that um some people find uncomfortable obviously war is always uncomfortable and some people find feminism uncomfortable for some reason um but um yeah two movies that we needed right now and i'm happy we got them this year um i mean the other reality of it is too like this is why it's super valid for us to be able to put it in like the same thing because the other side of this is like there's no way these movies would have been this successful on their own like obviously we can make the argument for Oppenheimer there's no absolutely no way a three hour black and white historical biopic would have made three quarters of a billion right right no way no way like also I mean Barbie I think still would have done really well I don't think they would have crossed a billion dollar path I don't think so either. If it wasn't for like the the Barbenheimer event, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just I I really think, and again, you know, talking about um Godzilla minus one, and maybe this is something that we'll, like if it's still on your list, we'll talk about it when we get to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think there was there's a lot of things that a lot of people have thought is just this is how Hollywood is, and now we've learned, but why. Uh, right. Why does it have to be this way? Then it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, that's the messed up part. Like, it really doesn't. Um, so um, so we got a couple movies we still need to talk about because they're kind of switched up on mine and Christian's list. I know um, what Christian has is number one, I'm pretty sure. That was number two, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was number two. Um, so, Eli, what's your number one movie of 2023? Black Clover, The Sword of the Wizard King. Okay. Okay. It's an anime movie, obviously. Yes. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, Netflix yeah. exclusive. Okay, now tell us about it. Uh, it takes place a couple months after the end of the show. And then the show will pick up later, early next year after this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, an ex-Evil Wizard King gets unsealed. And then he resurrects three other evil wizard kings to like try and destroy the whole world and country. Cool. What do you like about it? Uh, the combat sequences, how there is actual depth and emotion with the main characters, how the antagonists all had their own reasons for doing it. And it wasn't just like a mad drive for power. Cool. No, absolutely. Uh, I need to check that out. I need to watch more anime, apparently. Uh, so, Christian, uh, what's your number one? I know what your number one is going to be. But... My number one is Eli's number three. It is Across the Spider-Verse. Which yeah. is, Kevin, your number two, right? It is my number two, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is my number two. Oh, did I not do my number two? No, we didn't. Oh. I just assumed because, yeah. It's my so... number two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Talk about it, man. I mean, yeah, what well, is it? We talked about, about it about? ad nauseum on this podcast i know exactly if you want you guys can refer back to previous episodes but let you know it it deserves 
Um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of like um basketball podcasts recently, mm-hmm. and there's like this thing that I only kind of hear in like basketball culture. I don't know if other people talk about it, but it's like, and I've heard it after Kobe died, but it's basically like now because of this, like we couldn't tell him to his face all the things that we love about him, but now because of this, like I want to give you your flowers that you're here. Right? I'm here. Yeah. I want to give you your flowers. So I love that. I like, I absolutely love that. Um, where, where was I going with this? Anyway, um, I, I, I love that movie. I, it was this hard thing where I like, I, I do this where I like when a movie is like, I, I've talked about this before. There's times where you watch a movie and you're like, that is, this is next. This is a whole different ball game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are movies and then there's this, but it's like, Am I saying this because it's fresh in my mind because it's so new and shiny? Yeah, I, I got to give it a little bit of time, right? So, like, I did that with The Dark Knight. Like, I can't proclaim this to be the greatest whatever. I got to give it some time. And I've kind of felt the same way with Across the Spider-Verse. Um, you don't got to give it that much time. Like, come yeah. on. Just look at the goddamn thing. It's, the, it's just so... It, there's nothing... I mean, I don't know. I don't... There's nothing that... Like, just about the movie, there's nothing to pick apart. Like, it's so tight uh and not in like a a tightly wound like like tight machine but it's just like the writing is like so perfect mm-hmm. uh, oh know, yeah like the cause and effect of everything uh the the way that all the characters tie in the themes the the repetition of like you know all of it is just like incredibly done incredibly done if into the spider verse was an achievement then they've done it again uh times 3 mm-hmm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Uh, I like how they kind of took, like, at least with Miguel, they took the message from the first movie and completely flipped it around. Yeah, which was really great. Um, but yeah, everything Christian said, and you know, I still love the story of Miles and how he's just kind of this anomaly who's not supposed to be there, but he's still making it work, and he's going to do his own story, make his own story. Uh, I think that's super, super important for people to remember just in general. And I think it's a good message. Don't let everybody. fate define you. Make your own. Yeah, make your own destiny. Make your own fate. No one no one can tell you you don't belong or you don't. You can't do this because if you're passionate enough and you care about it enough and you're, um, you know, you're driven enough, you're going to make it happen. So, um, yeah, that's one reason why I really, really love that movie. Um, but, yeah, the animation stunning. The writing stunning. Everything is just incredible about that movie. Um, so yeah, uh, my number one, uh, Godzilla minus one. Um, I absolutely loved it. Super, super surprised by it. Was not expecting what I got. Only um, with fifteen million too. Fifteen million dollars. That's how much it costs. This thing looks like a modern blockbuster. I mean, it, it feels it is a modern blockbuster. It just didn't cost three hundred million to produce. Um, just such a powerful story. Um, again, if you want to listen about this, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, um, but just easily just kind of blew my mind with what they were able to accomplish with it. Spider-Verse was my number one for like bulk of the year. Like it was even after I saw Godzilla, I was like, eh, it's going to be up there, but I'm not sure how high. But the more I thought about it, the more the story resonated with me, the more I thought about what they did and what they accomplished with it uh just i had to i had no choice but to put it in my number one spot uh it's just a beautiful movie actors and japanese voice actors are some of the best in the world no they are they are um and they're um you know everything you know it's just 
the CGI, it's not too much, but it's there. Um, obviously, you have to do CGI to create the giant monster. Um, but the, I, I love the way that they treat Godzilla like Jaws, right? So, like, he's just kind of, he could be anywhere at any moment. He could strike at any time. Um, and this is the first time any movie in the MonsterVerse, whether it's the new Godzilla movies or even older Godzilla movies, have ever, ever, ever even entered my top 10 of the year. Um, how much I love this movie. It's just... Really well done. And they're releasing a black and white version in Japan, um, which I would die to go see. I hope it comes to the U.S. Um, absolutely fantastic. We need to send a message, like a handwritten yeah. letter to the offices over there. Well, you know they have email in Japan. Yeah, but you, you got to <laughs> you, you gotta surprise them with your friendship. No, right. No, that's true. That's true. I, do you have anything to add to that? Very well made, especially with a budget, sound, CGI, like everything. The uh, scripts were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how there is moments where there's just like a, like not beautiful, but like a good amount of chaos where you feel like it should be justified. Like when yeah. Godzilla like came out. And I like how it wasn't just like us Americans where it just like went Adam guns blazing. Yeah, no, they they actually went Adam with some level of plan. Yeah, level head. They weren't just like you said, just go out to kill. Like they were like, let's figure out how to destroy this thing. We've used enough weapons during this war. It takes place right after World War II. They're like, we don't want to use any more weapons. Let's try to figure out how to do this the right way. And they did. They did. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, I hope to see a sequel. I hope there is a sequel. Um, There are strong hints that there should be, that there will be. So we'll see how it goes. One thing I did want to bring up about Oppenheimer again, real quick, um, just because we, I kind of forgot about this, but um, the sound design on that movie is just absolutely incredible. We watched it again uh, over the the way Christopher Nolan intended it. We watched it again in uh, three parts over the past week, over the past few days. Um, one other cool thing that we found out about it was you can actually pause it at the one hour mark and the two hour mark and it's like a perfect three act structure what he did oh, with that's it. That's awesome. That's really like, cool. like the first hour they get to Los Alamos, they build it, they do the thing. And then you can stop it right there. It's like an hour and like two minutes. And then it's from that scene to like the bomb. And that's like another, that's like another hour. So that you pause it at like two hours and then the rest of it's like the finale, um, which is really, really cool. We didn't even realize that until we paused it. It's like, this is like watching a TV show. Like it was so crazy. Uh, um, yeah. The sound on the, the design on that movie is present- parts were like more in a like a monotone gray and oh, yeah. black yeah whereas like the past while they're making it it was in like the normal bright colors mm-hmm. no absolutely <laughs> all right um so that's our top five uh movies of the year if you guys want to recap real quick so eli if you want to go down your list just recap from five to one real quick the creator bottoms uh spider-man across the spider-verse godzilla minus one and black clover sword of the wizard king Christian, what's your top five? Um, I can try to read my writing. Uh, Guardians 3, Air, Sisu, Beethoven? Oh, Barbenheimer. <laughs> um, and into Across the Spider-Verse. Cool. Uh, mine was uh, Evil Dead Rise, Bottoms, Barbenheimer, Spider-Verse, and Godzilla minus one. All right, guys. Um, so let's talk about just kind of five favorite things that we had from this year, whether it's games um books whatever it may be tv shows whatever it is um so eli we're gonna start with you just go ahead and just list them if you want and then uh, kind of briefly talk about them each 
uh the finals was okay. a really fun game that just came out this past weekend and, and it's free to play right yeah uh <coughs> new gen consoles so next like yes yeah ne- next gen so like cool. ps5 xbox series x and pc cool and then if you have five if you don't have five that's fine oh i have more than five <laughs> let's, just, let's just stick to five I if know. we can uh the eminence and shadow is a really good show uh it it, it was a new take on the Ezekai kind of series of anime. Nice. Uh, Chainsaw Man of was course. amazing. Uh, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Okay. Interesting show. It's still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it definitely like is how most of us would act in a zombie apocalypse. Like you have your priorities, get drink, like get whatever you want, like drinks, plasma. Side 70 inch TV. Cool. And then Tokyo um, Revengers season two and three. Cool. Nice. Very cool. Christian, what do you got? Um, let's do, I'm gonna switch my, my little list around really quickly. Um, so uh in no particular order, I got toys TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just all toys and TV. Um, my NECA TMNT van uh, that I've showed oh, uh, that so thing cool. is freaking yeah. awesome. Um, let's just do all the toy stuff. Uh, my Mirage four pack of the Ninja Turtles as the best toy release of the year. Uh, and the Jada Toy Street Fighter figures are just incredible. Uh, if you guys are not toy collectors, they're a, an old company that does cars like Hot Wheels. Uh, but they took the, it was their first foray into action figures, and they killed it. Uh, so good job. Uh, and then the Bear. Uh, I know it's not necessarily this year. I think season two is this season year. Season two did come out this year. Yeah. Um, I discovered the whole thing this year. Jeez Louise, do I love the Bear? Um, and I think I'm going to put it at my number one. Um, maybe everything, like on top of all the movies, everything is Last of Us. Um, mm-hmm. the the HBO series. Um, just. You know, Kevin and I, we both like replayed the games during. Oh, yeah. Um, so we were fully, you know, like immersed um, in the Last of Us world for a little while. So, um, yeah, I, I loved it. I just absolutely loved it. So that's that's going to be my number one of, of my list that's in no particular order. Nice. Very cool. Um, my top five. So I'm a big podcast fan. So I have to throw out uh, one of my favorite new podcasts. Uh, we've talked about it before, but it's called For Your Amusement. Uh, it's got Ryan Berg, hosted by Ryan Bergara from uh, um, BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, Fame and also Watcher. Um, and it's his uh, partner in this. Uh, he co-hosts with Byron Marin. Uh, they talk about theme park rides, which is really, really fun. They try to, they have this really cool, you know, Kubrick to see if it's if the ride's considered world-class. So they'll often have guests on, they'll have a lot of Disney vloggers and a lot of theme park people on, and they'll talk about a specific attraction. Uh, They've talked about Space Mountain. They've talked about Haunted Mansion. uh, They talked about the People Mover. um, They've talked about, you know, stuff at Knott's Berry Farms, all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of fun. One of my favorite new podcasts. It always makes my day go by so much faster when they have a new episode. They drop episodes, I believe, every Tuesday on your favorite podcast app. So definitely go check that out um the bear you said the bear oh my god i just i discovered the whole thing this year too um the uh, just easily like the best show on television right now or streaming or whatever you want to say it's the best show uh, the writing spot on the character some of the best character work i've ever seen just absolutely gorgeous um the story is amazing it's fast-paced it's super anxiety inducing but just one of the best shows of all time. Um, the Pac-Man Lego set 
I thought was really, really cool. That's one of my favorite Lego sets this year. Uh, if you guys like Pac-Man, you like Lego, this is a perfect or a classic gaming at all. Like you're going to love this set. It's really, really cool. It's got a lot of cool technic stuff on the inside, um, but it's a it's well worth the money. You get quite a long build on it. You get a, um, don't take too long to build, but it takes a while. So you, you definitely get your money's worth. And it's a great display piece. It's really, really cool. Um, of course, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, still going through that game. It's so much fun. It's amazing. Uh, and it's Zelda, man. Like uh, the story is great. It's captivating. Uh, and it's so easy to get lost in that game. It's so easy to get distracted. There's so much stuff going on. It's I'm just hunting and like just having a good time, having a blast, coming up with different meal recipes, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Um, so that game has been really, really fun. Uh, and of course, you know, I've said this before, we've talked about this before on the show, but Blink-182 came out with a brand new album one more time. Uh, still, like, easily my favorite album of the year. Uh, now when just, the pre-album cover came out and said, this is not our album cover, yeah. I thought they were just kidding. No, that wasn't their album cover. Uh, such a good album. The boys are back, and they're incredible. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very nostalgic. If you're, if you're into Blink-182 at all, and you haven't listened to it yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but um definitely go check out the new blink 182 album you won't regret it um yeah it's really really good uh easily it's probably moved up quite a bit in my uh blink 182 album rankings kind of move things around but uh yeah really really good so um yeah guys that's it i think that's all of our stuff um next week uh by the time this episode comes out actually uh it's going to be after christmas so I hope you all had a really, really great holiday. Have to be all have a Merry Christmas. Uh, hope you all are safe out there with your family and friends. New Year's is coming up. Um, stay safe, please. Uh, Happy New Year's to every single person who's listening to this. Um, be safe out there. Um, and uh, don't do anything stupid. Don't drink and drive. Designated driver. Like, easy. It's easy. Call an Uber. I don't care. Uh, if you live in Portland, give me a call. I'll come get you. Yeah. I don't also, care. Also, if you do drink and drive, wear a seatbelt. Do it safely. Do it safely. We do not advocate drinking not and driving. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you're going to be dumb, please be safe about being dumb. Um, but no, take care of yourselves. Yeah, don't be take dumb. Take care of each other. Yeah, don't be dumb. Um, next week, we're going to have a really cool kind of a year in review roundup for all of us. So we're going to kind of talk about some of the bigger events that we or some of the things that we did throughout the year um kind of nerdy things that uh, we're really excited to talk about so um can't wait for y'all to join us for that we should be having special guests on that one so i'm pretty stoked for that um so yeah you guys have anything to add have a good holiday have a good holiday and um watch nope. watch iron man 3 a lot <laughs> um watch iron man 3 uh watch some shane black stuff actually this will be after christmas but still if you want to stay in the mood be awesome about it um yeah i think that's it well you guys take it easy have a good night and as usual stay nerdy america bye-bye <laughs>